bam, 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 the road again. Abyss is on the road again. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's gonna be it's gonna be that show. Why do you have a ring on? Why do you have like a wedding ring looking thing on? It is actually my wedding wedding ring. That's 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 terrifying. <laughs> to stop the gropers from groping? It's literally to stop the uh, my patients because I got asked out by one of my senile patients. <laughs> Oh, that's so funny. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And if you don't like it, please go fuck yourself. One, two, three, four! Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Scared that your desires might be strange? Come and join the kinky world of play. Perverted Podcast. <laughs> Boogie, you're doing a solo wave. <laughs> 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 Sorry. Hello and welcome to the Perverted Podcast, the show where we explore the kinky adventures of lifestyle and kink and perversion. Record. And should I just start this again? No, let me finish recording live from the Threshold Society Clubhouse in North Hollywood, California, in front of our perverted studio audience. Hi, Mark. <laughs> I'm Kathy. I'm Abyss. Woo! And you are Pussy Cookies. <laughs> That's Boogie. <laughs> Pussy Cookies. Oh. Wow, you ever have that time where you just start and you're just you don't know where the hell you are? Um. Kind of like a lost and found. You're scrounging through it, knowing that your your you know one glove is in there. Yeah. I I have no words I, for the mood Boogie is in right is, now. <laughs> This is you're the one wearing a fucking wedding ring. Is, did it did it creep you out? It creeped me out. I was like, okay, <laughs> now I have something I can run away from. Wow. Is that well? Let's run towards cookies. Let's run towards cookies. Tell so us. Wh- what's up? I mean, you were you were Kathy was sick and dying. I was sick and dying with toenail cramps. <laughs> what? That's what we said in orientation. So Kathy calls me and she's like. <gasps> You did not. <laughs> yeah, we did. Oh. So Kathy's like, I can't be there. I have cramps. And I'm like, all right, whatever. We'll I handle don't talk it. talk like that, by <laughs> the way. exactly what you t- how you talk. So I teach orientation with, with my uh, other uh, partner in crime. And so we tell everyone that Kathy has like toenail cramps, leg cramps. You're a jackass. <laughs> I hate you. We're like, you. we don't know why she's not here, but she can't do the membership. I think she had some sort of cramp in her finger or whatever his name is. I got to edit that out until I ask him. Uh, you know, he's bending his finger and we're like, I guess that really would make you not want to come to orientation. So yeah, so uh, you're I, feeling better. I hate you. you My are, toe cramps are gone. Your toe I'm very glad cramps to hear. are gone. Abyss, have you had any cramps lately? No. Yeah! <laughs> I think she cramps every time she sees your face. Aww. Oh, my uterus. That's endearing. Uh, well, uh, the weekend at Threshold was uh, a lot of fun. We had a bunch of different parties. The Fete Noir party was, uh, was exceptional. And yes, Mark and I... Uh, finally, after months of preparation or non-preparation, we made pussy cookies. And uh, I miss that. You miss pussy cookies. I always cookies. miss the good stuff. The song is almost done too. Eventually, we will have a pussy cookies episode here on Perverted Podcast. The <laughs> basics of pussy cookies is you take some cookie dough, you roll it up in plastic wrap, you put it in condoms, you fuck somebody with it. 
they come, you cut it out of the saran wrap, and you bake the cookies and then pass them out. And we made little signs. I had a sign I put around her neck that said, nope, cookie, no pussies were harmed in the making of these cookies. <laughs> and she actually went with a tray. And she's like, no one's going to want to eat these because we did it in the main room. Like, I just felt, you know, she's an exhibitionist. And so we just, okay, here you go. Spread your legs. Let's, let's, let's make some cookie loving. And uh, she swore that nobody uh, would touch she, these. She was under, uh, she does not know the depth of the perverts that come here. She does not know the <laughs> magic of pussy cookies. And so literally they were diving uh-huh. over people to uh, eat her pussy cookies. I'd also mm-hmm. like to point out that while you're telling this story... Mark is over there lying on the couch just reading a book. Just reading a book. Ignoring just, us. Just, this, is, this is just a day a day in the dungeon for us. <laughs> Doing pussy cookies. <gasps> Making oh. pussy cookies. Fed life is the place where unicorns play. But then they fuck each other in the ass with their horns because that's the kind of freaky shit that happens on Fed Life. FetLife.com is the world's greatest social media site for kinky people, and every week we talk a bit about the stuff that FetLife people are talking about. For your peace of mind, please know that every group or blog post we talk about has specifically granted us permission to do so. That's right. We got some good stuff today. Yes, we do. I saw, I I, I actually read, I I, I have to tell you guys, I read the the FetLife posts. As opposed to other times? That Kathy got permission for. Yeah. So are we going to start with the, which one are we going to start with? Oh. We're going to start with one called Today I Called Red. Very good. Yes. That's, that's going to be fun. It's by Bear Bertha. I love this post and I know that talking to both of you, just preparing our listeners, we all have completely different takes on this one post. And those are my favorite posts when it inspires so many different things. So uh, she's talking about an incident in her vanilla life involving an ex uh, in which she had to file what's called a non-trespassing order against him because... Mr. Douchebag, and that's just my opinion, had been entering her home while she wasn't there and mm. snooping through her things. Mm. Yeah, that's uh, that was pretty much my opinion. That's pretty creeper. So here's, here's what she said. This is the part that really got to me. She says, in a negotiated scene between two adults, I have pushed my boundaries. I have been vulnerable, immobilized, physically hurt, and mentally exposed. I have been laid bare. Yet at no time in the transgression of these acts has, have I ever felt at risk of harm. Kink has taught me much about honesty and trust and consent. It has taught me that I deserve to feel respected and that my safety is paramount. Knowing that another person has been through my things is a violation. It is a breach of my privacy. I feel exposed and I most certainly do not feel safe. Today, I took steps to protect myself and to prevent future transgressions that would leave me at the mercy of another person's unacceptable actions. Today, I called red. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Good this for was, you. This was definitely, this was like so trigger for me. There was, I mean, the rest of the article, I want to hear what Kathy, because Kathy had like her zone and I, we went into the fact that the guy's a drunk. At least I did. Yeah. Well, I thought, I, I've had so many lessons in BDSM that have made me a better submissive, a better top, a better bottom. But I never expected that those lessons would carry over into my vanilla life. And they really have. I have completely, I'm a different person, I feel. I stand up for myself. I demand things that in the past I wouldn't have demanded. And all that came about because of lessons I learned during play. And I never expected that. And that's what I got out of her post. That's why I I wrote to her and asked for permission because I thought, I don't think most of us realize if we were to really stand back and look at our lives, how BDSM play has affected us, how in 
demanding of ourselves and others that we negotiate, that we don't cross our limits, that we respect other people, those lessons carry over into every aspect of our lives. And Absolutely. I'm just, I'm glad that she did that. And I think, I think good for her. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, Bravo, Kathy. Very good. <laughs> What do they call it? A summation? Yeah. Surmise. Yeah. Surmise. Yeah. Very good summizing. I, 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 I summized. <laughs> Summary. You you go, go. what was your trigger? Oh, well. We're just going to go around on this okay. one. Okay. For this one for me, um, I had a very nasty divorce. Like, which is funny because I'm wearing a wedding ring. Anyway. Um, Creepy. <laughs> it, was, it was literally like my life got turned upside down. My name got trashed. Um the house we were in got violated like it was the house I grew up in and I had found out he had done certain things with other people there and like just totally left me open and raw and honestly it was funny because I had had a couple of relationships after that but um kink was something that I came into much like she did um after her divorce and she was able to find strength and acceptance. And I had to basically say goodbye to my old life because my ex-husband trashed it to the point where I was thrown out of basically groups of friends I had known for 10 plus years. And um, so this was a little trickery. I like when she said that, like, you know, he had came in and this, that, the other. I just wanted to, like, give her a big hug. <laughs> like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and because um, <laughs> I sympathize. My, um, my, my ex-husband's actually a cop now. Nice. So, yeah, that's psycho actually... with a gun. Good job. Good, <laughs> oh, good combination yeah. there. So it's one of those like whenever I go visit my friends, I always get nervous because I know he lives there, and it's like now he has computers. Well, yeah, he he has the ability to look up where I live. He has the ability to pull me over. He has the ability if he's out here in California. He has the same thing. It's to me, it's terrifying. So it's like for for her to stand up for herself and actually like say no and be able to def- you know put those defenses in that 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 makes me incredibly happy to hear and especially the fact that kink helped her give give the strength she needed so i'm excited angle three (laughs) (laughs) angle three this guy was a fucking drunk and uh in the in the in the post she talks about uh him being a drunk and i guess he's still a practicing drunk and that she stuck with him for like 20 years and the thing that made me sad is that she blamed herself. She said, oh, you know, like I quit. It was, I forget exactly what it was said, but it kind of, she took on some blame for that. And as somebody who is a drunk and an alcoholic and has caused wreckage in the, the past, this was a trigger for me. And I was very proud of her for standing up for herself and, and making those boundaries very clear to the point of even making them legal. Because um, that's a shitty way to live. Uh, when you have a drunk in the house, uh, an alcoholic, that's just straight into that narcissism of being a drunk and everyone's out to get them. And, you know, as that disease progresses and progresses and progresses, the people around you suffer. Even if you're a mildly happy drunk sometimes, most of the time, once you get into that disease, once it starts to get bad, it just never gets better. It will never, never get better. And you have to stop blaming yourself because that's where codependency starts to develop. And, and, oh, he just needs me to love him more. Um, and then maybe he'll get better or I'm not loving him enough. And that's why he keeps drinking, you know, and it just gets into that whole codependent abusive thing. And, and 
man, I, you know, I go to meetings and stuff like that. I've been to a lot of these, you know, the 12 step programs and different meetings and stuff like that. And you just hear this all the time from the drunks talking about um, how this is never going to get better until they choose uh, to get better. And so it was really, it was really exciting to read this and to read from the other, because in the meetings, you hear a lot because they're the drunks. They're the ones that cause the wreckage. They want forgiveness. And something that happens a lot is they'll stand up and they'll be like, well, like I'm great now. And that like you did all this 20 years of damage on this person and now you're happy and sober and, and alive and you expect this person to just suck your dick and forgive you. And that may not be what's going to happen. You created a lot of damage in this person's life. They may never have to forgive you. You may have to deal with the fact that your welcome is no longer there. You can't go and rifle through their drawers. You are not welcome in their house. You cause damage, and you can forgive yourself and move on yourself, but that doesn't mean that the person that you put through all that hell while you were drinking has to uh, forgive you for that. And it surely doesn't mean that they don't stand up for themselves. So, so good for her. Yeah, so good for her. So from all three angles, we all want to give you a hug and say you did a great job. L- Lois, <laughs> Lois, what what do you have to say about this? Living with a drunk alcoholic is like sitting on a pile of fire ants. They will bite your ass until you get the fuck up off the ant hill. Boom! Ooh. Check out Lois with some logic. Hey, Lois. <laughs> get the fuck off the ant hill. Nice. Move on. <laughs> Good article. Oh, wow. It's Lois. I am not afraid to pound a bilsis pussy like a jackhammer. (laughs) The fuck? Oh, no. (laughs) See, Lois drops some logic and wisdom, and then she's the hypersexual. Oh, there's no bitch ain't fucking going anywhere near my pussy. Abyss is not approachable. <laughs> you not tell her, Lois. Hey, not. I don't get in between you guys. <laughs> yeah, right. I thought you know the anthill thing was pretty tight. Yeah, and then, it went, and then it went. Then it went sideways. Well, she's a whore, and she wants you to do her, and she, you know, you guys have some tension. So, what's the next topic, Kathy? The next one is called. Fearful Mindfuck. It's by Little Bree and is from our, one of our affiliates, a group called Verbal Humiliation, Mental BDSM, and Mindfuck. So she's talking about mindfuck, <clears throat> in particular the role that uh, fear has to play in it. What I found intriguing about her post is that she talks about regardless of which mindfuck you choose, if you're choosing humiliation, degradation, if you're choosing to uh, step over boundaries that you, the both partners have set up, that fear is the underlying catalyst in all of those. And it's absolutely true, but something that it had never occurred to me because she says, and I'm paraphrasing here, that when you're afraid, your primal aspect immediately gets triggered. And that lack of understanding about what's going to happen puts you on unfamiliar ground, heightening your senses and sending your nerves blazing in their sensitivity. And I realize it's true because in almost any mindfuck that I can think of, the question of, oh, my God, what's going to happen is there for all of them. And sure. it freaks me the fuck out. That fear, that unknown thing immediately starts the adrenaline pumping and starts all those wonderful chemicals that we love in the middle of a mindfuck because they, they, they heighten all of our senses. So I, I just found that intriguing that 
it's changing the way that I look at a mindfuck, realizing that fear is a part of every single one I've ever been a part of, whether I'm on the bottom or whether I'm on the top. See, I don't know if it only applies to mindfucks. Like uh, most of our edge play, when you play, when you do, when you play with knives, you're, 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 you know, when you play with needles, like one of, uh, one of the more intense scenes was I had with Mark, we were doing the zipper and with needles and she literally, I had to put my hand on her chest a couple times because she was about to hyperventilate, you know? So there are things where it's like when I, would that be considered that would, I mean, even even though, even though you called it a needle play scene, I mean, it's still technically like a mind fuck scene. Yeah, no, it's complete fear. And it's, um, like even with scalpels, like I'll get on people's backs and with my scalpels, just start tracing it or cutting them lightly with it or whatever. That's all mindfuck because they know I have a scalpel in my hand and I'm going to cut them. That didn't, you know, they're hoping it's not going to be in a bad way. <laughs> <laughs> not too deep. No, yeah. Maybe just a little. Not near yeah. an artery. Just, yeah. just a, Exactly. I, I mean, feel dizzy. But, <laughs> and even why, still, like, why? I don't get scared easily. That's the thing is I am not a, I'm, I don't get startled often. I don't, there are certain things that like Boogie and I have done that instantly trigger that for me. Like um, whenever we've done the full hood, like for me, that puts me out of my, my comfort zone. Because if I can stare something down, even during like our interrogation scene or whatever, as long as I could stare at him, I was fine. And say mean things. I said one mean thing. But it's like it, the moment you take those away and you take the senses away, you're 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 defenseless. And to me, that is terrifying. Which the hood thing, by the way, just as a side note for perverted podcast listeners, totally fucking hot. <laughs> <laughs> I put it on her and I put her in the main room and then I stand like 15 feet away and I make her walk. Or I grab her and I spin her around the room and then she doesn't know where she is. And she gets like, literally, it's so great to see Badass Abyss just all of a sudden <laughs> get a little taken out of sorts. I'm Actually, sorry. the other one I want to Are we talking do- about something? Yeah. <laughs> the, the, the one thing I, I had to fuck you afterwards. That yes, was, you was amazing. Um, the, the one thing that I want to do that is actually a true like trigger mind fuck terror thing for me that I'm, I'm actually working myself up to do. Is, get married again. God, no. Um, no, I want to do waterboarding. I have a fear of water. <laughs> you haven't told me this. Yep. Wait a minute. Are you, are you, you... Write that down, Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> Hang on, sorry. Huh? Sounds good to me. Yeah, find someone who knows what they're doing, listeners. I know what to do. <laughs> what, you've waterboarded people? Yeah, <laughs> come on, man. In my time when I was uh, with Nam. the CIA, <laughs> I was in Nam. <laughs> I did a lot of waterboarding in Germany. <laughs> German Nam. German Korea Nam. Grenada. Grenada <laughs> Nam. Put him out of his misery. Wow. That's that's so where how do I did you feel all my about, water. How do you feel about fear play, Buggy? Yeah, Buggy. Um, well, you know, thanks. Ah, that's funny because you guys both not, thought I was deer in the headlights earlier on this topic. And the reason I was uh, deer in the headlights is because I have an interesting relationship with uh, producing fear in my play scenes uh, with others. Um, for me, there has to be some type of, like, in, and it got into humiliation and, and those types of things that uh, some people just humiliate and humiliate and humiliate in a play scene and then just let them break them and then that's the end of the scene. And then some people will break somebody with humiliation, but then they will give them the power back. And so the idea of the fear or the humiliation is at the end of that 
to gain that power back. And, and in theory, you become a, a stronger person. You know, like if you're afraid of spiders um, and I bring uh, in, I have a book paddle that I made and it's a tarantula book and it has a big picture of a tarantula on it. And I spank you with that and you're terrified of that. But at the end, you see that you have power over that and you overcame that with Bible paddles or whatever types of different things that, that you use in that kind of fucking someone's head. Like at the end, I want there to be some sort of, you have now overcome this, you are now stronger. Mm-hmm. Uh, in that. And I think the reason because of that, because that's what I had to really think of is what was the reason for this. And that is um, I have so many like crippling mental fears that go through my head just regular. I mean, I'm so much better now as as a much, much older adult. Um, but a lot of my fears never got power because they were based on like hallucinations and and different voices in the head and all the insanity stuff that I had. So um, I'm a little more, when I do fear play, it's fun, but I kind of, I want there to be some power at the end for the bottom. Mm. Because I, and like, especially for me, all my humiliation and fear play happened in my childhood when everyone took that power from me. And, and so I had a very abusive childhood and it was, that was all that was, and there was no strengthening at the end of that. So, so I think that's the angle I kind of approach it with. I'm not surprised to hear that at all because in vanilla life, you're all about empowering people and helping them move past. So it's not surprising to me that in your BDSM play, you bring that aspect into it. It doesn't mean I want to, don't want to fuck with someone. (laughs) So it gets me all turned on. But at the end, I, I do want Abyss and Mark to be stronger, more amazing people. Cool. Hmm. What what does Lois say about humiliation? You can't not humiliate the computer, but you can make me come like the dirty bitch. <laughs> and that's pretty much uh, that's pretty much how what, Lois. Where did she get this? Lo- <laughs> she's she's pretty. Kathy, please 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 please, can I put a fist in your pussy? It's Lois. The hypersexual computer generated co host. Abyss is not approachable. Fucking hell. Don't cry. Prove the newbies. We've been there. We're here for you. If you're new to exploring your kinky side or the BDSM lifestyle, Don't worry, we were all new at least once. Send your questions and topics of kinky newness and we will do our best to help you without making you feel stupid. This week's topic. (laughs) This tweet's from the stupidest person on the podcast. This is me. You finally work up the courage to step into the lifestyle and you meet someone who opens your mind for that first time. The kink and the sex is better than you ever dreamed it could have been. You are now in your first BDSM-driven relationship. Hmm. Yeah, Hmm. we've all been there. Mm -hmm. And quickly you become overpowered with the belief that your new kinky lover can do no wrong. There is no turning back. Your brain is now filled with goo-goo stupid juice. I thought you called it roofies. <laughs> I called it roofies, but the other technical name for it in the DSM is that the psychological profile. Mm-hmm. We have to get one of those here, by the way, <laughs> just on the floor so we can <laughs> take a crap on it. Um, 
Yeah, Goo Goo Stupid Juice. That's the thing where somebody... Um, I mean, it happens in all relationships. There's lust. That, that lust, that honeymoon, oxytocin, that whole period. <laughs> you uh, haven't, the shiny hasn't rubbed off. The shiny has not rubbed off. Uh, it, it's in poly relationships, it's in every type of relationship. But what we're going to talk about today is that it's in your first BDSM relationship and kind of the pluses and minuses of that and what can be done, if anything, about that. And so to set the stage for you and the perverted podcast listeners, okay, so here's someone who's new. They, they are ignorant to all the goings on, good and bad, of the BDSM lifestyle. They've now fallen for someone who, who, who is, has more experience than them. How can that go bad? <laughs> How can it not? <laughs> Two Unless years you're incredibly later. lucky, something's going to go wrong. Dick! <laughs> Wow, to what are you referring a bit? <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> I, you know, the, you're right. This is something that happens in any relationship and in every part of life. I always think what makes it harder in BDSM is that there is an actual power exchange. And so people tend to think if you're a submissive or a bottom and you get involved with someone who doesn't know what they're doing or they're unscrupulous or they're just fucking douchebags who want to take advantage of you, you're in trouble. But the top can also get into a lot of trouble Absolutely. because they're, let's just say they're doing something like you do, pushing people in fear, humiliation, degradation. Uh, I've known people who, who did that without really knowing what they're doing and you can really fuck somebody up. Or, or the flip side, um, if you're a new top and you're taking on a, a bottom and the bottom, you know, you're giving that person 110% of your love, affection and energy and all that. And that's a that's a door you open quickly and it's hard to close. Mm-hmm. So it, I think the thing that I see as and once again, you know, hey, it could go really well. Two years <laughs> later. Two years later. <laughs> Notice that Abyss is now 11 feet sitting apart from me after two years. At uh, at uh, two months, she was she would just be sitting right next to me um, with those doughy, sweet, pretty eyes looking at me, worshiping the ground I walk on. That's not the eye she's got right now. <laughs> how, it, how it left. How it left. No. Um, when you come into anything, ignorance, I think people really people get really offended at the word ignorance and the word ignorance means you just don't know. Stupidity is much different than ignorance. Stupidity means you don't have the ability to learn. Ignorance means you're uneducated. Yeah. It it just means you don't know. So, um, in a situation like this where you come in and you just don't know and somebody is taking you into their control. I mean, I'm speaking now from the, point of view of of top to new submissive or new bottom whatever um you you are now enamored with this person so everything that they say is gospel truth and even when people who are around you who are friends or confidants or whatever are trying to tell you you know hey this isn't how it works you know the danger is is and i've heard this i have seen goo goo stupid juice on 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 new bottoms and submissives and you and we know that the top or dominant you know craigslist wherever they came from that's not involved in the accountability of the community is taking them down a bad road 
and you point it out to them, and they're like, no, 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 you don't understand. Yeah. That's also every relationship. You don't, yeah. <laughs> but I think here, yeah. it just, it can build really bad because we do so much- Power exchange. And fucking with people's minds. I mean, we open up, you know, levels of trust and vulnerability that you don't really open up in most non-kink relationships. Even just physical. Just the yeah, physical just the boundaries physical. that we push. And telling yeah. people that you need to take, you're not a good submissive if you don't do this. And this is, you know, when or, I train my slaves, you're going to be this way and that or even, way. Again, as a top, you know, hey, you know, having a, uh, taking a new top, taking on a, a bottom and, you know, oh, well, I expect, you know, my, uh, you know, my, my top needs to be this laundry list of things. Sure. You know, and if you don't, if you don't know the ropes yet, you can get stuck doing a lot more than you really should. Yeah, or if you get stuck in the in the mental aspects of, uh, I'm not prepared to do these scenes that my experienced bottom wants me to do to them. I'm not psychologically prepared to do this fear play or, or these types of things. I'm humiliation, humiliation, things cutting. like that, and then it, it can damage the top, a new top, just as well. Mm-hmm. It can damage any top, but. Take it slow, guys. <laughs> so what can you do if you have a friend that has goo-goo stupid juice? <laughs> oh. Sit back and get a popcorn and watch. <laughs> Dick move, Kathy. <laughs> Some people Dick won't move. listen. It's pretty much the truth, yeah. though. That is just the truth. Well, you sit back and wait with a pint of ice cream and yeah. tissues. Yes, this is true. And hope, cross yeah. your fingers and Well, and still make the sure you, they have their safeties. Like, hey, do you, you know... Are you are you are you playing with limits? Are you you know? It's always good to have a buddy. Have your buddy. Maybe you could like give them a care package with some condoms in it mm-hmm. and their safe calls. Mm-hmm. And when they go off, here's your little basket. Make don't, sure you take that yeah, with you. Don't get murdered. Yes. <laughs> I think at at that point, because I mean I've seen this a bunch of times where you can just see nothing is going through this. You can see. Everyone can see that whoever their their significant other in the relationship is leading them down a road that's not really good for them. You really, Kathy's right. There's nothing you can say when there's goo goo juice on the brain. There's just there's nothing. They're not going to hear. It's like people who are religious. When I was religious, you could show me fact after fact after fact that this was bullshit, and I would find some way to justify it. So really, all you can do is just kind of be there. And just say, well, hopefully they'll come out of it, or hopefully it'll work out. You're going to be there with with the, sh- the shoulder to cry on, or whatever, when they get on. But also, it may be nice to take them out to to lunch and always be the supportive friend who that you know. Even though it's, I have combated goo goo juice with friends before, and it's one of those things where you just have to make sure that they know you are still there. At the end of the day, no matter what happens, whatever bullshit goes down, what stupid decisions they have made. You are there to help pick them up. Plus, we've all been through it. And if you've been through it, you know that you're no one was able to get through to you. Right. So how are you going to be able to get through to somebody <laughs> else? Are you a business pointing, pointing to, to her wedding? wedding ring? Can you take that off? Is it that freaking is, you out? Just not, not acceptable. <laughs> so in so hopefully the, at least my goal with this is preemptive goo goo juice preparation. If you know it's coming, we've all had it. We all know that it makes you irrational. Part of that, hey, let's let's get to the wonderful part of this. In a good situation, 
the Goo Goo Juice stage is wonderful. It's exciting. It's exhilarating. There's a great bond and connection. It really is an exceptional time in in a relationship. But just know that it's also part of that euphoria is that it's going to cloud your judgment and it's going to cloud how you view the other person. Don't 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 let the sparkle blind you from friends and family and other loved ones. This is very true. I mean, I went through it two years ago, about two years ago. I was 47. Right. I know better. So but I could feel myself going through it. And I I made sure I made no important decisions. Mm-hmm. I made sure that that I kept my mouth shut as much as possible because I was going to regret months later what I said in that moment. Turned over your passwords <laughs> to a, a friend you could trust. Don't give me these passwords. Don't give me my bank passwords. Don't get online. I'm, I'm gonna get, don't get online. <laughs> it's true. I could feel it coming. I knew there was nothing I could do to stop it. And I'm someone who absolutely like hates. <laughs> yes, it's coming. Batten down the hatches, lock the doors and just Hey, you Try know, and pretend everything is normal. Also, you know, have fun and ride the roller coaster. Because it is, it, is, it is a magical time, too. That is yeah, that lusty, fun true. time, too. So, All right. And then it goes bad. <laughs> <laughs> oh, does it go bad. Stuff we need to tell you about. Hey. Perverted Podcast News. <laughs> so that's the I new, love that's it. That's the Perverted Podcast that's News. Peepy News. <laughs> Peepee news. That should just well, be a sound. I'll just urinate into a toilet and record it, and it'll just be. It's funny. I ask pee-pee. my I, I ask my patients about their peepee all the time. That's awesome. Yeah. What's well, the peepee news? The peepee news is pretty much. Look, we we've been doing. We're on show twenty now, and notice I didn't go off on some big tangent about this being show twenty, even though two is my favorite number. Too late. Um, see, too late. See, two. Um, oh, two. Yeah, oh, twos. <laughs> Um, oh, shut up. <laughs> she took the wedding ring off. What more do you she want? She did. No, she was referring to two girlfriends. Um, so now it's five. <laughs> uh, now I get dirty looks from everybody. So um, so we need uh, just once in a while to just kind of touch base with our perverted podcast listeners and let them know kind of the stuff that's going on with the site. We're still a new show. We've been only doing this a few months. We've had a great time. The response has been phenomenal. And now it's time to, you know, we're going through struggles and things like that. So this is the time where we talk about events coming up, blah, 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 blah. There. Now you've had this. I will never give that spiel again. But first, iTunes. Uh, uh, fucking pain. iTunes. Our pain is iTunes. Now, iTunes is kind of like the, the holy grail of the holy grail of uh, getting what we... It is definitely something that we're not on right now. I hate that, but it's true. We're on SoundCloud. Uh, Who have been very, very good to us. SoundCloud has has been uh, wonderful. And we're not leaving SoundCloud. It's just we're trying to get added. We're on Stitcher. I think we're on a couple of them. We we want to be poly with... uh... We want to be poly. So (laughs) here's the problem with iTunes that has been like a two-month problem is I, I fucked up. I get freaked out at code and I read the thing. Yeah, Kathy, I fucked up again. (laughs) So I apparently didn't read all the way. I clicked explicit because perverted podcast is very not safe for work. Fuck shit, damn. Fuck shit, damn. And I thought that would take care of it when I submitted to iTunes and it didn't. So apparently I had fuck in a couple of the descriptions and that is against their terms and thus has started a two-month 
us not being approved and going through all of these. Because uh, somebody has a potty mouth. Sis, uh, so yeah. Boogie has a new name now, Sisyphus. So I am. <laughs> so it was my douche thing that I just found out, but it was just such a struggle, and I couldn't figure it out because I don't know this stuff. And people have tried to help and tried to help, and there's this. We have one perverted podcast listener, Valentine. I don't even know where this person is. Like fucking secret service from somewhere. Like he's <laughs> like he's total hidden, covert, whatever. He has a podcast. He he does erotic readings. He actually has his own Lois um, that reads his. Uh, he's working on a novel and whatever. Is she as and much of a cunt? She's a little bit smoother than Lois. A little bit smoother. This is not approachable. <laughs> But uh, you can search him out. Uh, he has a book, Nine Steps Down, which is really cool. And it's fun to hear the the thing read it. And he was just like, he said, okay, dude, I'll help you. And he <laughs> laid it down. He just laid down why I was a douche with <laughs> iTunes. I could have done that. And helped us figure out. So I wanted to give uh, a thank you to Valentine. Uh, for helping, we're like this close. Here, Valentine, per- I flashed you. Per- thank you, perverted <laughs> podcast listeners. I just want you to know, because we get a letter like at least twice a week. Why aren't you on iTunes? Why aren't you on iTunes? We're working on it. I sent nice letters and apologized to the people at iTunes that I was stupid and didn't read all the things, and please reconsider us, blah, blah, blah. Wow, Valentine rocks. Yeah, Valentine mm-hmm. really helped. He has like plan B and C and D, and if you don't do this, we do that. And I'm like, who are you? <laughs> you know? And he's like, I don't work for iTunes. This <laughs> goes down, but- and I don't even know if it's a dude. It could be a female. I have no idea. Well, they're a wonderful person who we appreciate. Whoever Valentine is, <laughs> thank you very much. The other they. person, the other place, which is a whole like don't fuck around, is Reddit. Oh yeah. Are you guys? Are you guys? For, okay, I am not Reddit savvy. Sunflowers, our friend Sunflowers has been has literally for two weeks worked with me to teach me the speak and the code and how not to get and to, and, to brave Reddit and how to brave Reddit because I mean there's there's billions of people on there it's a great resource uh, there's a lot of good content there there's so much snark and there's there is there yeah you have to do so uh, Sunflowers uh, has been a big help to the perverted podcast family I love our listeners mm-hmm. we yeah, I mean people they do rock. they every time and that's why I want to have this segment where I say these are the things we're struggling about because we have listeners that know this shit. They're like, oh honey, let, let me help. They're like, please, <laughs> here, retarded just, person. <laughs> and they write, like, they literally write it out and they're all, and then push this button. And I'm like, okay, I'll push this button. We're so lame. We, we don't know anything about this shit. <laughs> we don't. I can do compressions. I, uh, I, can, I don't computer. I can hit myself in the head with a flogger <laughs> at least eight times during a scene. True. So those are some of the things. Uh, just wanted to thank those people. A couple things going up. If you are local, we started doing Perverted Podcast events at Threshold to where Perverted Podcast sponsors it. On Wednesday night, we have movie night. We're watching Avatar. It's free if you're in the L.A. area. Come down at uh, 7 p.m. to Threshold. The event, event page. The event page is on FetLife. That's, um, that's day after tomorrow. That's the day after tomorrow. Next week. Uh, next Monday, we record our shows on Mondays at about seven to eight o'clock. Is that the scary show I'm afraid of? That's the community show. Oh, well, there'll probably be there's like two people signed up. It's not going to be right. You're going to open the door. We're going to have hordes of people coming. <laughs> We're op- in. We just <laughs> open gonna, the door. Mark's going to be like, "Get the fuck off my couch." <laughs> <laughs> We have a microphone set up here because the whole we want perverted podcast to have 
a whole circus kind of thing where we bring in people and it's more interactive and whatever. And, and we really enjoy it when people come in and they have comments other than just us. And we have a microphone set up. So next Monday is the community show. You can come in and just come in. And so hopefully we'll get some good freaks in nature to see. <laughs> Maybe Bigfoot. I'm all suddenly like snark, nervous snark. about my, my, my placement in this uh, situation. Well, my back is to where they're going to be. You That's and I are right. going to switch. Just hide yeah. your purse. It'll be fine. Right. Don't worry. Uh, and then, of course, the the last perverted podcast news that we have is the uh, You Survive Fucking Christmas Party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm looking forward We have to our that. first fundraiser on December 26th. And that's going to be here at Threshold. And uh, we rented the place. And... People, if you survived your family, it's the day after Christmas. So do your shopping in the morning. <laughs> do your shopping in the morning, and then come and, and have a play party. Get your kink on at night. And that's it. That's uh. That's the that's PP the, news. That's the PP news for for this week. And now we go to. If you're gonna play in public, yes, there is a way. Dungeon etiquette will be expected from you. Perverted podcast will teach you how not to. Have you ever seen someone do something at your local dungeon or private BDSM party that just pisses you off? Yep. (laughs) This is the time where we talk about how not to be that guy or that girl. That was rhetorical. (laughs) Yes. Go a bit. All right. It is getting to the point in the dungeon where we are going to have to start being like the airlines. One carry-on and one small personal item. (laughs) People are not mindful of their things, and now we have to climb over your rolling bag and your cane case just to get to a cross. It's rude, and in a place where space is at a premium, perhaps one doesn't have to bring the entire toy collection for your one scene. Just saying. This is... (laughs) This isn't specific either. This really is. It really does happen. I mean, in the dungeons, you have to either have play places or places for people to put their shit and we're working on it. I know we're working on it, but yes. it's literally a point where we are three deep in rows when I'm when I am DMing or dungeon monitoring, and I'm trying to get like clearance. And there's it'll be a packed party, and there is literally it looks like a reject from like Ross <laughs> in the <laughs> luggage section because it's trashed in that section anyway. And it's I I think it's about we have the people that bring a toy bag that's like respond. Okay, I've planned for. I'm going to do some caning, flogging, whatever, or I'm going to do some violet wand, or I'm going to maybe do fire play. But we do have some people that come into the dungeon and they literally bring in like four duffel bags of stuff. And then they leave it in other people's areas. They'll put it in front of the cross or they'll put it in the pathway of the cross so people can't get to the cross or they'll drag things and they'll just... And it really... there are certain parties that you go to, at least at Threshold, and we're talking about Threshold. There are parties that are definitely known to be slower, and something like that is okay. But if it's going to be a big party, it, it really is like, dude, people are tripping over your shit. And then they're not even containing it well and leaving, you know, the floggers or, you know, stepping on the floor. And I, I While I agree with you, if, if you're being an asshole... And you are you have the ability to put it somewhere else, and you just drop it the fuck wherever you want, and you're not containing your shit. I agree, but sometimes I'm coming with partners, and we don't know what we're gonna do. So yeah, the big bag does come out, which is fine. Having one 
<laughs> having one your one carry on and small personal items. Well, I'm gonna play devil's douchebag advocate. <laughs> Yo, if wait I wait a minute, how did I get to Kathy, this? Kathy, you suck. <laughs> you suck, Kathy. If Don't I play the devil's two advocate. Suitcases, I will damn it. And aren't we building shelves for that very reason? Yeah, that's we're that's actually that. the point. Like, I mean, and honestly, if you, I used to bring a lot of stuff too. Um, I loved my my luggage, but it has gotten to the point where it's there's there's not enough space on the big parties. There really isn't. And it's it's um, it's a tripping hazard in a lot of uh, in a lot of ways. And I think what it is, is people just see the pile and just kind of throw their shit in the middle of the pile. Well, I love th- that Threshold addresses that shit and we're actually making room for it. So, but yes, I've, I've actually seen what you guys are talking about. I've seen people just come in and drop it there wherever they want, right in the pathway where people are walking. They don't even give a even a little bit of thought, which I think is that's what I fucking hate. Well, and this is also for those who are not in going to Threshold or any of the other uh, going to another community party. It is generally considered good etiquette to be mindful of your things, be aware of your space, much like your single tail. Watch your backswing. It's one of those things where you have to be mindful of your things. It is your responsibility. It's not anyone else's. Or abyss will come after you. Or will butt fuck you with a giant glass log. Oh what? What? What did he say? I am not afraid to pound a bus's <laughs> pussy like a jackhammer. Like a jackhammer! Oh my god. A jackhammer! Alright. So, masturbation? <laughs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Okay, no. What? Okay. I want everyone. Yeah. Okay. It's not here. Oh. It's not here. This is Where's the jingle? <laughs> this is cool. jingle? No. No, you know what we do? Watch, this is going to be magic. Okay, you guys are going to stop and pause. I can fuck them on an island. I can fuck them on a cloud. I may never get to fuck a celebrity, but in my mind I can fuck them now. Okay, now act like you just heard it, and it was oh, awesome. That's so cool! Wow, you really outdid yourself. Thank you, thank you. I, I just, I just creamed my pants a little. It's a, it's a fantastic <laughs> jingle uh, for our new bit that I didn't load into the computer. So I just did that in post just now, even though I'm now speaking about the future because I haven't done the post and whatever. I'm in a gonna existential break my brain. Stop it. Existential loop going on here. So this is it, celebrity masturbation challenge. We are here. Now, to do this, I'm the I. You guys have been not cooperative up until now, <laughs> but go with me on this. Go with me. Having a balanced mental fantasy and masturbation regimen benefits. Exercise your sexual mind. Get away from porn. Porn feeds you all the visuals, activities, and outcomes, and can turn you into a sexual zombie. I've seen that happen in you, Boogie. Yes, I am a sexual zombie. <laughs> it's funny, actually. It's you're not the. You're, I was just talking with a friend of mine, and he's like, "Yeah, no, you can't watch porn all the time. It it, it it'll co- desensitize yeah. you because they're yeah. do everything is being done for you. Mm-hmm. It's always being done for you. The positions, the outcomes, the everything, and you're just kind of sitting there like, fap 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 fap. And once again, I'm not saying porn is bad. I watch mm-hmm. porn, but there has to be a balance to exercise your sexual mind because in your relationships it can start to suffer so 
celebrity masturbation challenge is this. <laughs> Every month to help this, because I, I suffer from this too. This wasn't an easy assignment for me. A couple weeks ago, I gave all the perverted podcast hosts a challenge to pick a celebrity, a current celebrity, and then... Well, you didn't say current. Oh, okay. Well, okay. Okay, yeah, celebrity. (laughs) Fine. We want to keep it, you know, current because there's new and exciting people. Okay, never mind. Whatever, Kathy. You picked Frankenstein, I'm sure. (laughs) It's fucking awesome. Can't wait to hear your fantasy with Frank. Fuck me with that dead arm. Okay, so the challenge was is to pick a celebrity and then at some point during the month have a fantasy with that person. The idea isn't that you necessarily come, but that you develop arousal in that fantasy with that character, and then we come on the show and talk about it. And now that you, our fine perverted podcast listeners, have heard this, we want you to send in your celebrity masturbation fantasy and we will read some of those at this segment next month so now who would like to go first why are you pointing at me you You made us do this amelia clark (laughs) dragon mother of dragons the mother of dragons i i i don't watch game of thrones but i just keep seeing pictures of her all over the internet with the blonde hair and and there's lots of nudie pictures of her and so I, that's the one I chose because uh, she's she's a uh, she's a pretty lady, and uh, I got to admit I thought I I came up with this segment. I said this is really good. We need to teach our listeners about healthy masturbation habits and learning how to create fantasies and not getting in ruts and exp- and then all of a sudden it was time to do it, and I was like, this is awkward. <laughs> this is uncomfortable. <laughs> I just I mean there I just wanted to look at a picture of her and jerk off and I I said no I have to go in my own space away from the away from the internets and do it and it took a little while to actually get into that headspace but once I did she was pretty good <laughs> I got to admit so the fantasy that I created was I have her in a cave like some cave with a glass dome ceiling and the dragons are like all fucking freaked out flying over the top because I'm doing some shit to her. So they're flying around and I'm spanking her with a hairbrush and she's fucking screaming and yet, but she's like, you know, turned on kind of like that anime sort of rape thing. And, uh, and so she's getting really Oh, it was, it was fucking, it was starting to get hot. And so uh, I'm spanking her and then I've, pulled her down she had her arms out like chained across like oh you know the whipping kind of old dungeon whipping position and then for some reason because i'm real quick in my fantasies i drop her down she's now in this total like little bug you know kneeling position uh to where her ass is facing me and i fucking start fucking her ass and you know it's getting and the dragons are getting all pissed off and i'm like fuck you guys i'm doing my thing and so so because <laughs> that's what dragons do is they're possessive. So, but then all of a sudden I started getting distracted because these are not my normal, I mean, they're ish, my normal fantasies, but it wasn't. So I started kind of, you know, losing my focus. So all of a sudden Taylor Swift had to come in and start sucking my dick while, you know, I just started doing more stuff to her and it was kind of like, it, it's in fantasy. So ass to mouth is okay. So um, it was doing that. And then I like, 
you know, her feet were very clean. I just want to let you know the feet were very clean. I started licking the pads of her feet while I was fucking Taylor Swift in the mouth. And that was kind of hot. But then I started still just, it it wasn't putting me over the top. So I had to go into my depraved. (laughs) It just went downhill from there. I left the celebrities there. (laughs) And just when, you know, I had my finish, I said, thank you, Amelia. That was... That was wonderful. Thank you, Taylor lovely. Swift. Please. Thank you. God, Finish calm, each other off. Call me. <laughs> that was mine. Mm. Mine was similar. I couldn't get off. I started with a dude. Se- wasn't working. Segwayed into a woman. <laughs> and then I, I was able to get there. I had to put in some of my BDSM stuff in there. But then I, I couldn't finish it off. And I had to bring in one of my so, tried and true fantasies. So who was your fantasy? Who did you start with? Talk I about your fantasy. I started with Alan Rickman. Okay. Wait a minute. Okay. Isn't wait. Who's Professor Snape? Yeah. Oh, that's not that's he's the voice he's of God. Yes, the Metatron. <laughs> I am the Metatron. I could tell you, but you won't like it. Fucking, he's the, uh, he the, the robot. Villain? He was the robot on Hitchhiker's Guide yeah. to the was Galaxy, he? and he yeah. was the bad guy in Die Hard. Uh, was he? Yeah. That's all I know. He's he freaking is Professor Snape. He's gorgeous. But I, he just didn't him. do it for me. He didn't. Oh, what did you have him? What did you have? Did he Patronus into something else? I, you know, I just, <laughs> all I kept seeing was him in Sense and Sensibility with Emma Thompson and he turned into Mr. Submissive and I'm all, oh, well, this isn't fucking doing oh. it for me. So, so that, that was your description. Who, who did you, who did you go with? I, somebody else popped into my head. I couldn't get her out, but she who? stayed there. Don't laugh at me. Okay. Kathy Bates. Who the fuck is Kathy Bates? Wait, have you seen her in any? You mean of... like Norman Bates from no, Psycho? No, 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 no. Have you seen her in any of the um, um, American Psycho stuff? No. She's fantastic. Really? In it. Who's Kathy Bates? Let's get to the fantasy. Yeah. Let's start. Fuck her resume. Because all of her her stuff, she's always playing a badass. And I mm-hmm. saw her recently in a movie where she was naked, and I think she's hot. Mm-hmm. So was she doing stuff to you? She was in these badass attitudes and so it turned into this whole i'm her maid and this whole domestic kind of thing where i kept getting doing the dishes wrong or something and she kept having to spank me and it was like working for me man it really worked and i think kathy bates is hot she's just this older big woman and i think she's amazing and as great as it was i still i had to pull in one of my old trying to fantasy because it wasn't Stop the little <laughs> mental shelf. No, okay, thank you, Kathy. That was good. Snape, you guys, you guys talk it out. Yeah. But this is, but this is, this is. I mean, and I didn't specify this earlier on that we don't have to finish. This is about creating this. I want us to do this over a few months and really see if we can start to expand our mind and find other things than are just set. This is what gets me aroused. Mm. So I think that was really good. I think you did actually really good work. And you, maybe next time you'll actually be able to go a little bit farther. And, and I think that's yeah. awesome. I'm willing I'm willing to give it a try, Boogie. All right, Abyss. Abyss, you bring us home. Uh, I guess I'm the only one who finished. Whoops. <laughs> <laughs> <Right. laughs> I had a goal. <laughs> um, mine was actually um, Norman uh, Reedus. He plays Daryl Dixon on The Walking Dead. And is he, he a zombie? No, he is like this, like 
I have a thing for like kind of grungy, like dirty. You kind of do. Like motorcycle riding, like bad boy kind of thing. And it just, yeah. And he's all of those, but he's also like heart of gold, you know, <laughs> but he's kind of like, you know, he is not all that approachable. Go figure. Um, and in mine, it was, it, it was like three or four months into the outbreak. And it's like, you've gotten to the point where it's, it's past like, you know, you're, you're trying to find food and you're trying to avoid getting eaten. And it's it's one of those, like, in my fantasy, we kind of found, like, like you know the hunting um, blinds that are up in the trees? Mm-hmm. and Oh, like the hides? Yeah. yeah. We found one of those where it was, like, for the evening or whatever. And, like, it was in, in the show, they call them herds. And it's when large groups of zombies come through. And so we're just kind of trying to wait it out. You know, you get bored. and so it was hot because it was one of those things where it's like you're literally like at least for me the reason it was like so hot was there was like the danger element and there was like um like he had to like put his hand over my mouth while we were doing it so like the zombies wouldn't hear and like this that the other was like total like rare and like you know primal and all this and just getting your needs met and that that worked for me Mm. made some little (laughs) zombies hot in here (laughs) and i was like oh yay (laughs) and i think that's a fitting uh place to hit this Uh. (laughs) (laughs) and that is our show thank you threshold for providing this perverted playground for us to record in if you are in the los angeles or surrounding areas visit threshold.org and find out about joining their kinky family thank you to all of our guests and hosts to abyss to me and to our one guest mark is she asleep no (laughs) if you have questions comments or ideas please email us at pervertedpodcasts at gmail.com and visit pervertedpodcast.com and finally please consider becoming a monthly member supporter whatever of fet life so we have something to actually talk about each week until next week get your fantasies in order find your celebrities think dirty thoughts be a dirty person kick drunks the fuck out of your house stand up for yourself because we are out of here. Woo! Right. Sexy. <laughs> we need to go. We need. We need to watch some stuff, honey. <laughs> Wait, no, I'm not a dirty, grubby, weird guy with mm. beard thing. Wait a minute. Take notes, boogie. I just realized I'm like I'm. I don't fit who you're attracted to at all. You're an enigma. Abyss is not approachable. Abyss is not approachable. Abyss is not approachable. Fuck off. Abyss is not approachable.